Hello, and welcome to Metachemistry. This is episode 29. In today's episode, we are going to be continuing our series on list building, and in particular, critiquing um, members of our community and their general lists that they've built for all comers. So tonight's episode, we're going to be critiquing my list. Uh, as many of you know, I've been transitioning into Corregidor from Aleph, and so I've mocked up a generalist list for the guys to review, critique, maybe even criticize, but certainly have some fun with it. So I'm looking forward to hearing what they have to say about what I've come up with. But before we get into all of that, we want to take a moment to thank Mythic Games for sponsoring the podcast. Mo Games is an online supplier of all things Infinity. As part of its sponsorship of Metachemistry, Mo will be providing a discount code to its store available to all our patrons, as well as a $40 gift card that will be raffled off to our community once a month. Make sure to like our Facebook page and join our Discord to ensure you are entered to win. What's better than games? Mo Games. So let's throw this to Nathan Berg to begin our episode. All right, uh, tonight we are going to take a look at uh, our fearless leader, Andrew's list. Um, once again, uh, we're doing the same format. We've been doing a one list, kind of a generic list for all comers. Uh, whether or not you would choose to use this list in a tournament, eh, that's up to you. But for the most part, it's build a list that can take on any mission if you press random. Uh, tell us what the choice is and then kind of defend your choice. So, Andrew, uh, why don't you take us through just how this list is built and what's in this list. And then we can uh, we can go from there. Sure. So this is a Corregidor list. When I was getting into Corregidor, I wanted to put something together that could play off of the the base uh, structs and maybe a potentially when the, the additional box came out, I would use that as well. And also uh, featured some of the, my favorite units in Corregidor. So if I'm going to walk you through it, two combat groups, we've got 10 and 5. So nine regular and one irregular in the first group, and then a five regular in the second group. For those who are listening in and not able to actually see the list, we've got an evader with an AP Spitfire, Senior Massacre with boarding shotgun and eclipse grenades. We've got another evader with a multi-rifle Panzerfaust. We've got Valeria Gromaz, the hacker, with combi and zapper pitcher. We've got Jazz, the fire team option. She's also got like that upgrade. She's got hacking device plus plus Trinity. And then we've got a Daktari with a combi rifle. He's a wild card. We've got three Jaguars. Two of them have chain rifles and smoke. One has an adhesive launcher and Panzerfaust. And then we have McMurder. That's group one. In group two, we've got the intruder with a heavy machine gun. We've got a Moran with a boarding shotgun. He's, he's the repeater version. We've got Carlotta, breaker combi, light flamethrower, adhesive launcher, and the ability to walk in a, on all the table edges. And then we've got two Agua Seals. One's the lieutenant and one's the decoy. So basically the idea here is super flexible that they 
all the first nine troops in group one are all linkable and can work off of the Jaguar's ability to both run a Harris and a core. And so I can mix and match all those different component parts and set them up however I want, depending upon the table and my opponent and what kind of core and Harris I want to run. And then we've got McMurrow, uh, who's a heat-seeking missile and gives me a little bit of reach. And then in the group two, we've got an intruder who can, with a heavy machine gun, who can sweep a little bit. We've got the Moran who provides a, a bit of mid-board presence. Carlotta, who's also a, gives me some reach and is a problem solver. And then the two Aguaciles who fuel the other three. So that's the basic contours of the list. We can get into like the details of my thought process uh, going forward with the rest of the episode. Yeah, it, it almost seems like you've kind of built it Dashot style where just you can kind of mix and match to, to build yourself links on the table kind of as you go. A lot of times when you're building lists, you'll know what's in your core and you know what your Harris is. Um, and I think this one's interesting because you can kind of mix and match to kind of tool it to your opponent. Um, that being said, do you have any kind of standard setups for how you run your core and Harris for this? Or is it a very fly-by-wire? Sure. So I think that the basic concept behind the... I'm, ru I'm running Panzerfaust in the list with a, a, an Evader and a Jag. And um, they're, they're likely going to be in the core. I feel like the Panzerfaust is a really effective, cheap, and somewhat disposable ARO piece, especially on the Jag. I think that the, the Jag with smoke gets most of the attention, but the Jag with Panzerfaust and adhesive launcher can make for a pretty flexible and interesting ARO piece. And then the Evader with the Spitfire likely goes into a Harris along with Senior Massacre, who's got Eclipse Grenades, who can help him get up the board. So I like Jazz sitting in the back. Uh, Valeria can sit in the back, also linked, or she can be a part of the Harris and move forward with her pitcher and throw um, uh, repeaters up the, up the field if I need to. But really, I think you identified right that the flexibility of Corregidor with all its linkable options and all the wild card for me was intriguing to explore. I feel like I've gotten to a place in my game where I can use my base knowledge of the game to define what tools I need and where and what links uh, as I approach the table and my opponent. I wouldn't necessarily suggest it as a standard rule, like for, especially if someone's getting into the game who's kind of new, this would not be the approach I would take. Yeah, you want something that's a little more solidified for every game so they get used to it? Yeah. Um, it, it seems like McMurrow's probably a main first turn item to, to really punch a bunch of extra orders into to, to send him on his merry way. Uh, what else? What 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 do you see as your kind of opening moves with this? Say you're going first. Uh, what uh, what are you trying to accomplish in that first turn with this list? 
Yeah, I, if my opponent has turtled on me or has null deployed, McMurder and Carlotta are there to expose that. And I'll usually spend almost all my orders to do that. And he's particularly good at that. I like to set up very defensively, even with my links, even when I'm going first. What I found with this list is that it's not nearly as uh, durable as what I got used to with Alif. And so it's pretty fragile. And so as a result, I really rely on my deployment being a deterrent and keeping the staying power for me. I'm pretty good at deploying and I don't like to to move out with the links very early in the game. I'm definitely usually waiting on them, activating them in the active turn till mid game or late game. So I'm using solo pieces to deal with threats or address issues or push buttons. So McMurder does a lot of heavy lifting in the first turn and likely is dead at the end of it or by the by the time my opponent come has their chance but even then if he's kind of burrowed up there like a tick they're going to have to be digging him out and dealing with him that means they're not dealing with the rest of my teams and um it allows me to begin to like win the attrition game i think Carlotta's just a supreme problem solver i don't have to bring her on because i only have those five orders to d use her with um, but she's super good. I real that was one of the main reasons why I wanted to run Corregidor. Is I I love what she brings to the table. And then that second group, uh, the Moran can push an early button, uh, secure an objective. I can use the intruder for uh, one or two orders to sweep something that I need to get rid of. That's an arrow piece to free McMurder to run up the board. But it's usually a pretty focused first turn for me. Couple troops. That are getting most of the orders. It's to, to me, it seems like it would have some trouble with like the really long range hard ARO teams, like the MSV2 sniper five man. How do you deal with that kind of stuff? You know, center of the table, just eclipse grenades to to bypass the eclipse grenades. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It's it seems like a reasonable list. I think the biggest concern for me is. That intruder only getting four orders if if Carlotta's not on the table seems a little seems a little light if he needs to get some work done. I think that's true. For being you know almost fifty points, he doesn't seem like he's got maybe enough to to get that handled. It, it almost seems to me like I would switch the intruder and McMurrow because that would give McMurrow five orders with his impetuous, impetuous and irregular, and then. If you really had to go to, if you had to really go to town with that intruder, you could. But I, I you know, that's it's a personal preference. I think this is a a perfectly viable list. It it seems hacking heavy too, which I like. Yeah, I'm playing. I'm trying to play to the strengths of what Corregidor brings to the table. I will say this: I think we've all commented on this that there's just been a general trend towards less AROs being left out in the open. Mm-hmm. As a result, I just don't ever find like I have a use for a 4-4 HMG who's there to sweep more than a, a couple orders. If he can't get it, the job done, especially if I've dropped smoke in front of him so he's shooting through it, if he can't get the job done in three orders, I'll just have to problem solve. Uh, but 
I very rarely felt like I needed to rampage with him. Whereas I have regularly rampaged with McMurder. Like I've regularly put in seven, eight orders into that guy to just destroy. It, it almost seems like with the hacking coverage that you have and the pitchers that even like a missile bot might be a fairly interesting piece for this to, to spot clean something like that. I think that's also really fair. I, I went in, uh, I created a second list that went in that direction. Okay. Okay. So at least that's in your thought process. Yeah. It leaned into hacking and the missile bot and Hellcats. <laughs> so the, the second list is much more a bit meme but also plays to some of the strengths of Corregidor. Um, and so how confident are you that this can handle any mission that gets popped? Probably a nine out of a 10. It, it, this seems to me like the only thing it's really missing is that engineer. It's uh, Carlotta's the engineer. Oh, there she is. So, yep. You got visors. I've got heavy infantry. You got doctors. You got things to fix. I've got mid-board control. I've got a sweeper. I've got some reach. I've got a, a good gun on the evader um, in the mid-range once he starts to move out. I can attack from a lot of different angles. I can hack. Like, it, it's basically a toolbox list it, that is only constrained by the availability of of what I had access to. I, If I'm honest, I think I could utilize remotes a lot better from Corregidor. I think Corregidor's got some really good remotes. Oh yeah, they got some fun ones. And I didn't lean into that. So, and that was mainly because of um, what I had available to myself. With regards to Corregidor, are there any like must-haves to your lists? Yeah. Like, uh, like you were saying, Carlotta is, is something that made you really want to play it. Uh, what 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 draws you to the, the Corregidor list in general? Okay, the, f- I think the thing that Corregidor brings to the table that I'm super interested in, it's flexibility. So I think flexibility plays to the strength of a, a seasoned player. And a seasoned player will know how to handle and utilize that flexibility well. And so that was the first thing that I found compelling. The second was the amount of interesting tools. I think for me, I love playing McMurder, Carlotta, um, Hellcats. I've talked on the podcast how I think AD is one of the most um, powerful tools in the game and the ability to drop somebody in right where you need them on 18s. I think People have yet to see what that could really, how that could really mess with you. And then, yeah, like it, even though the it doesn't have a deep hacking suite, it's, I mean, Jazz is just pound for pound might be the, one of the best hackers in the game. Like for her points at 19 points or 21 points, I just think she's brings so much to the table for what you get from her. She's linkable. And you have ways of buffing, stacking mods into the link. So putting a tin bot minus three into the link, tin bot minus six with the mobile brigadas. Yeah, I just feel like there's just so many different synergies. And you have some of the best mid-board pieces in the game in, in the Morans um, in terms of mid-board control. Smoke. 
cheap arrows. The only thing that really is a struggle with Corregidor, I find, is the lack of lieutenants. Yeah, they definitely suffer there. And I knew that was true, but we're as I've done some list building with it, it really is a big, pretty big deal because it pigeonholes you into directions. And you think, oh, I've got all these different options. But there's a real genius in what they did by limiting it to three lieutenant options because you really ha- you get funneled into some pretty pronounced directions, I think. Yeah, it's either extremely obvious or it's costing you an SWC is still obvious, but at least you can kind of hide it the way you've done here. Uh, their their lieutenant options have always been the roughest part about Corregidor. Um, yeah. But I, I like a faction that has like a very, very themed and very pronounced weakness. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that makes it an, an interesting. So you're making choices rather than just having it all. So I, I like Corregidor for that fact. Uh, it was the very first army I ever played. That's cool. Um, it still it still holds a place in my heart. I love it. Uh, like this list, not having a bunch of remotes seems buck wild to me. But I like I know you you built it based off of not having access to the new glorious remotes at the time. Yeah. Anything else about this list that you wanna you wanna share? Or I got to play uh, with this list against Ian in one of our games, and he pulled a draw. It's the only I've played it. I've used it six seven times, I think, and gotten six wins and a draw. Not that like it's practice games, so it's not like not tournament use. So I'd be curious what Ian thought about um, playing against this list. I think it's solid. Uh, the intruder was really annoying as like an ARO piece because it had just the right equipment to kind of negate a lot of what I was doing. Uh, and I just couldn't take it out. So I had to essentially just ignore it and work around it at a certain point. Which can I jump in there? Which is kind of ironic because generally I don't think of the HMG as very good at AROing. You want the sniper for that. But against your faction and your particular list with a lot of mid, mid-range guns, it was just good enough to be a bitch. Yes. Uh, so that was annoying, but um, it did well. You know, the, the game itself ended up being a relative bloodbath on both sides uh we just couldn't get to the objectives i think what we each got one classified yeah mm-hmm. yeah so we, we were each able to get one classified in that game but uh, otherwise didn't touch any of the other objectives because we just had everything locked down on each other so hard uh that it just wasn't possible uh so you know that's impressive to me because you played very defensively and I played very aggressively. And so it was like, I was running into this wall, but at the same time I had just enough stuff in just the right positions to keep you from moving up to take anything either. Yeah. Yeah. Especially it was challenging. Cause like you took so much um, casualties in your active turn that I was, I found myself having to like, negotiate okay i can't put ian in retreat so it really limited a lot of my options too like you had you like it was just classic ian kg like like you pulling out a draw in a situation that was like how is that going to happen yeah it was well played yeah i think i think it's a 
well put together list. Uh, I think it supports each other, everything, and it supports everything else pretty well. That flexibility in your fire teams, I think, is your key. Um, my my personal thought on it is that you know you've got the intruder, you've got the evader with the Spitfire, and you've got McMurrow are kind of your three attack pieces. And Carlotta. And, and Carlotta, um, only because she's coming in uh, in the backboard edge. Right. But, but she can do that. Yep. Yeah, well, I think Breaker is important for her, too. Like, being yes. able to come at someone with BTS is, is pretty important. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, my personal preference would be one more burst four weapon somewhere in this. Yeah. Well, I, I think that is a very legitimate critique uh, of this list. Um, and I will just say that uh, I, I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with that at all. Just to share with you a little bit of where my head's at right now in N4, I've been moving away from leaning heavy on high burst weapons, not because I think that they're bad. I think they're still great. I just think there's a lot of new interesting tools to, to address what we used to say burst is King. And so I would say in a lot of my lists now, I sometimes I won't even go with any burst four weapons. I just just to now that's an exercise on my part just to just doing my own tinkering. So I think you're absolutely right. I'm focusing a little bit more on movement uh, and particular skills, deployment skills with this list, and flexibility and smoke and caginess rather than gunfighting which I leaned a little bit more heavy into with Aleph. I think in N4, I've been leaning very heavily into a uh, a sniper rifle, a burst three sniper rifle, however you get that, with mm-hmm. some extra tools, either MSV or uh, they have, you know, mimetism or, or in a five-man link team, like something... Uh, that hits that sniper rifle to burst three, so it can just kind of, and it's not even an ARO piece. It's just to like go around the corner and, and clean things up at range. Uh, I'm just finding that it's it's a little bit easier to do that than with than having to get the HMG into like that ideal range. Just that I pop up, I hit that target, the rest of my army is good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think that what you're saying, doing the exercise of not taking burst four weapons, is an extremely valuable exercise, especially for a uh you know the 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 top tier player because it 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 teaches you that you, the game is not over when those guns are dead mm-hmm. right so if you lose your last hm linked hmg and you've got nothing but combi rifles and boarding shotguns left having played a bunch of games like that is going to give you a leg up on someone who hasn't because you're going to be able to use every tool that you have uh more effectively and know what to do when the burst 4 goes away or the burst 5 or the burst 6 goes away Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, and to your point, Nate, about that sniper rifle, I I am one hundred percent in agreement with you on that. In fact, I've even toyed with putting the intruder as the sniper instead of the HMG because I think he could be both active and defensive at the same time. I don't have access right now to the sniper model. Not that that matters. I know because he's in camo state most sure. of the time and whatever, but. Um, and also it's been hard to find that actual one extra point if I'm honest. Um, I'm sure I could if I if I did. Sometimes you you tighten up a list to the point where it you can't tighten the belt anymore to find a point. Uh, I've been dealing with that a lot just today building lists. Yeah. Um, so I just really find that 
ha sometimes having that burst is nice when you're like actively gunfighting and everyone's good range. But there's a lot of times where I'm like, man, if I had a sniper rifle right now, step around the corner, pop the shot, and that's 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 holding me from the middle, and then I can just start over absolutely overrunning. Um, and and I I'm starting to think that a burst three weapon that has a bunch of special rules attached to it, like you know a you know plus one burst Feuerbach or you know plus one burst sniper rifle or or what have you, that with with some extra special rules is is really really nice to have to just spot clean things and and this I, this comes from someone who hates sniper rifles. Mm -hmm. My N3 lists did not yeah. have sniper rifles unless I was going for some janky plasma sniper rifle shit and, with my Unidron. Yeah, uh, that's the only time I'd ever use those things because I think sniper rifles are horrible. But in in N4, they're starting to seem really interesting now because you can't just crit things off the table. Uh, you need special rules like. DA or explosive or AP to to make things go away. Again, it's that flexibility. I mean, the sniper rifle has the best range band in the game, and the multi sniper rifle allows you to problem solve. So, and the intruder would get the X visor too. Yeah. So, like the best of the best range. Yeah. So it's really, um, I think that would be like a simple tweak to the list would be to, uh, change one of the Agua Seal to a flash pull spot. And then you have a, you still have a very obvious Lieutenant, but uh, with no decoy, but you have three more points to fool around with and adjust some of your um, allocations. But yeah, I mean, so far, um, like I said, only maybe seven games total, but uh, it's been fun. It's a very flexible and adaptable list and the evaders are very good like everyone has said they are very good i i really want to run them but when i start building corregidor lists i just am immediately drawn back to all of my old school pieces that i used to run and i have just such a hard time fitting them in and then when i do fit them in like all of the other tools that i want aren't aren't there it's just there's there's so much cool stuff in Corregidor, it's so hard to put together a list that has all the toys that I want in it. And and honestly, what that is, is I need to start focusing on what the mission needs, not the fun toys that I want to have in the list. Yeah. Uh, but there's something to be said to, to like find that perfect list that jives with you so perfectly that it, that it plays the way you want it and it does all the things that you want it to do. Yeah. And I would say like, not that this is a, a perfect list, but I would say this is so balanced a list that it could easily be a staple in a tournament for you for like myself and then my second list is the is a tuned list to right the, the specialized yeah but this thing can do it can really i know like i'm sure it's not like the first kind of list that someone would look at and think oh i'm going to put together a list like this but the the more you sit with it, the more you look at like the synergies, you start to really go, oh yeah, like it has lots of different answers and lots of different problems that it throws well, at people. One of the big problems right now is how are you dealing with those tags, right? Like tags are just really, really good right now. 
And pictures and hacking devices is a really dang good way to uh, bring yourself a tag that you didn't have to pay for. Absolutely. Or you, you bring Carlotta in behind it and shoot it with an adhesive launcher. Or you you run a senior massacre or McMurder up and get into close combat and just shred them. I, th- I threw uh, I threw McMurder into base to base with uh, an avatar and and just sliced and diced and just stalled it out, stalled the avatar out, and then just sliced and diced it in in reactive. So like, there's like five different ways to deal with a tag in this list. Yeah, I, it's very interesting. There's, you know, you have D charges on the backup. Um, there's just at, like every mission that I'm looking at seems like it's going to do okay. Like this thing should hurt AC2s. Uh, you should be able to just, just about anything you want to do. Um, that being said, Ian, do you want to roll up a random comlog mission, courtesy of comlog, and uh, see what we've got? See if we can uh, disrupt his plans a little bit. No. Your random mission for the night is frostbite. Okay. You're going to have to remind me of all the details on that one. So frostbite, its uh, objectives are to kill more army points than the adversary for three. Yeah. At the end of the game to have dominated the exclusion zone, which is eight inches to either side of the center line for three points. Uh, at the end of the game, to have at least one active heating unit for a point. And then there's three classifieds. There's an HVT. It ends in retreat. And uh, this is the one where there's uh, uh, three antennas and four heating units. Three antennas across the center line. They use to activate the heating units that are... There's one in each deployment zone and then one in each board half just outside the exclusion zones. And... Um, it has the killer cold rule, so only uh, troopers at the end of the third game round and not inside the exclusion zone or inside the deployment zone uh, with an active heating unit, you're considered to be killed. So you have to be, like, touching one of those active heating units, you have to get into the exclusion zone in order to survive. If you're heavy infantry or tags, you get out, you get away with this not having to... Uh, How does uh, mountain terrain not give you this, too? Like, shouldn't mountain terrain give you this, too? Probably. Come on. Come on. And there's an automated defense system. And uh, yeah, this is bike recon and uh, snow ops. So you get the data tracker and the blizzard zones. And this has all kinds of extra stuff in it. So have at. Yeah, totally. So listen, I'm going to spout a bunch of theory having not played frostbite in a long time. And this, I'm not having played the new version. Uh, so everything I say with a grain of salt, I mean, but it's a, it's basically an imaginary list on an imaginary table, playing an imaginary mission against an imaginary opponent. Uh, theory is fine. Yeah. Thank you. So, uh, one of the things, this would be one of those areas where I wouldn't play KG or defensive with my links but would actually try to leverage their ability. If you, th- if you think about it, the backbone of the both links are Jaguars, uh, along with the Evaders and um, Senior Massacre. So they're, all of those units are particularly good in the mid to short range, like especially the Jags in short range. They, they've got all the tools to smoke their way forward, and then once 
they get into short range with my opponent, like they're very, very good in that close, like close quarters kind of a environment. So that's the first thing. Second is that your, your opponent's going to be wanting to either move into the mid zone as well, or camp out on one of the heaters. And this would be one of those places where I feel like Carlotta would be worthwhile sacrificing to clear out a bunch of troops. Um, the moment your opponent starts moving out, uh, uh, moving up, they're creating gaps for Carlotta to exploit, and I don't have to bring her in immediately. And so I would, I would say she probably becomes turn two, turn three, very crucial to how I win the, um, uh, how I kill more uh, points than my opponent, her and McMurder. And then um, I think for me, the biggest concern I would have as I'm thinking all this through, I've got the Dactari who's linkable, who can like um, keep things up and as long as they don't go um, to dead state but stay unconscious, the Dactari can link and move up and keep things moving. I think if I have uh, a, a major concern, it's the Agua Seals actually and the Lieutenant. Um, generally I, I usually keep them back and I've even thought about having them in the, in the main group because they also can link as a core and I've got a bunch of wild cards and so they could be tucked into a core link. But, um, in this kind of list structure, they're in the small pool and not able to be, um, linked to anything. And so, I feel like they're particularly vulnerable. They're going to be hanging back and potentially uh, if one of them gets killed, if the lieutenant gets killed, if I go and loss, that definitely short circuits a lot of what I can do. Um, so I need to figure out a way to protect them. And um, I think that's where they get exploited the most, I think. And the um, I don't love the idea of of jazz and... Um, I don't love the idea of Jazz and Valeria uh, moving forward too much. Uh, I think that hackers with repeaters love to play at range. But I, if I get that first turn, you better believe I'm throwing pitchers um, down the board and I'm going to make it even more difficult for my opponent to move out, especially if he's brought a bunch of heavy infantry that are and tags that are immune to the cold. Yeah, I think... Uh... Going first, if they turtle, uh, just taking the midfield is going to be you know, game winning. If they if they don't, I think that you're going to run out of orders if you're just trying if you're trying to get the entire thing up based on those eclipse grenades. If someone's got that MSV two in a good line of sight, uh, that could be a, that could be problems. And I guess that's probably where you sack Carlotta to try to get a a shot in on that. Yeah, um, she's a real good problem solver because she walk in behind that guy, unless unless it's linked and really blanketed. Like, but if your opponent is super um, um, attentive to the his backline, then that means he's not attentive to moving out. And right. who who's attentive on a basically a biotech four style mission right. to their backline? You know, what what a yeah. crazy thing to have somebody coming on your back. In into the death zone, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think I think you might get away with some of that. 
this isn't like I wouldn't say this is a piece of cake mission for this list. It's um uh, there's certainly um plenty of challenges to the the mission. Yeah, it, this this doesn't seem like the kind of list that you could just try to end this mission with retreat. Uh it it, it doesn't seem like, you know, that overwhelming firepower or that like insane kill piece that's going to go and this thing in retreat, it's it seems like this is going to be a hard fought one in the center of the table. Mm-hmm. But you know, you it having you have the tools to to play in the center of the table, so that should be yeah, it should be fine. Well, and you, three classifieds, you should be able to handle. Like, take a moment and expound. I would I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts, but expound on the value of the jags in the middle of the board. Like, I think they're particularly well suited to the, that kind of game. Well, my big thing is order expenditure, right? If you can make your opponent spend more orders than he has to get the job done, he didn't get the job done, you won. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if they're coming at you and you can get smoke grenades down to cover your guys, they have to spend three orders to get past that smoke grenade to still shoot you, or they have to enter the smoke grenade and fight you in melee against somebody with martial arts level 2, 22 CC, who is also dogged, uh, is not is not fun to do. Uh, so there's plenty of, there's plenty of melee chain rifles, obviously in, in short, in, in that short range, not something that even heavy infantry really want to tangle with, uh, especially when they're linked, like dual burst or like you have zappers in there. You've got Panzerfaust in there. There's just, there's a lot of short range, violent weapons. Uh, well, obviously the Panzerfaust is a little bit longer range, but there are there are some longer range arrows. But there's a, just an absolute ton of mid range to short range uh, wall that you have to to push through for this list, which I think is ideal for for capturing the center. I think this list's issue is going to be more in capturing the center rather than defending the center. You you know what I mean? Yeah. Like getting getting there is going to be a lot harder than just standing there. I think once you're there. This list is going to be hard to dislodge. I think it's going to just, it may struggle with the getting there depending on, you know, table and opponent. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, it's all theoretical because we don't know what the table looks like. It's kind of a a thought exercise and, and more more a list building exercise, but this is kind of just a fun thought building exercise of, you know, what, what do you do when you hit this, when you hit this kind of a mission? Um, I, I, I think this, this would be great for just uh, three, two, uh, so this is the three normal missions that are, you know, just simple supplies, you know, whatever, whatever standardized missions. I think this would be a great mission for that. Uh, and honestly, like it hits enough of the special missions that if you did want to run a single list, depending on the missions, the, the missions for the tournament, you potentially could. Yeah, I, like the the specialist style missions. This is surprisingly good at also. Because it's got the doctor, the hacker, the doctor, the engineer, the hacker. It's got the visors. It's got the heavy infantry. It's got the characters. It's got like, it's got the CC guys. It's got like, when I think about the classified deck, I don't know if there's a single classified. Uh, I think you can't heal structure, right? Is the only thing that. I've got an engineer. Oh yeah. I don't have any. Yeah, that's exactly right. You've got it. I don't have a structured, uh, a troop with structure that then I could bring back. Yep. I see. I think everything else. The other interesting thing is it doesn't it have like seven specialists just for button pushing. Yeah. 
that's I mean that's that's more than your average like four or five that you see in most you know kind of all around lists. So I, I mean it's, that's what's it's very specialist heavy. It's really cool about the evaders. They're also specialists, right? Yeah, and their their price is right. Just like mid twenties for a multi rifle or high twenties for the AP Spit Spitfire. Uh, that that to me just seems like they're just absolutely priced right. Um, I think the the evader with engineer is breaks that to like mid thirties. I think yeah, it's like, I think it's like 33, 34, but he, uh, he's adding, he's adding the gizmo kit. So, and, uh, a tin bot. He's got a tin bot. Yeah. Which is also kind of cool, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, obviously he's worth, you know, five points more. Uh, but uh, I, I like that the evaders, they just have a sweet toolkit, the climbing plus, uh, immune to shock, which is nice on no wound. Yeah, they're just fantastic. Another thing that I think is worth considering when people are talking list building, and we, you know, we've made a, a a good bit of deal about the fifteen order cap. When you have a a system uh, and a meta like this that's defined by that limited resource, then the next thing that you you know it used to be an N three, you wanted to stuff as many orders as you could. And you still can uh, sneak a bunch of orders out in some different tricky ways, but but by and large, when people are maxed, capped at fifteen, then I, for me, the next thing that you need to be thinking about are wounds, and how can you stack more and more wounds? And so, I know with Aleph, I was always shooting for twenty twenty one wounds in my lists. Um, this list can't get quite there, but. Uh, if you th- consider the evader with the no wounding cap and shock immune two wounds, and then senior massacre, he's got that interesting thing going on with regeneration. Like you, st- and then and McMurder, you you can start to get a little bit higher. Adding three, four, you're starting to push up to eighteen, nineteen. Well, and then you got do- dogged on the jaguars too. Yeah, thing with for me with do- dogged. It, I mean, it's certainly resilient, but your opponent doesn't have to spend another... Once they've put one wound on something, they don't have to spend another order, right? Whereas two wounds... I mean, that's positional, though. Right? Sure. That's positional. Like, if it's dogged and he has to keep moving, like he's got to get somewhere, then yeah, he's got to have to spend another order. But yeah, sure. I, I see what you mean. Like, there, there's probably a time for... going unconscious and doctoring, but there's probably also a really good time for, well, this would be annoying, let's go dogged. Yeah, totally. So or if like you just need to keep pushing, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this list, I mean, doesn't get quite to the level of the wounds I I would run in Aleph, but it does get there. It's, but I just throw that out to everybody um, who's listening saying, be thinking about how many wounds you're bringing to a, to a list. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think with extra order cap, but I think uh, it is going to be just hard pumping your, your wounds to get uh, to make a more resilient list. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, that is about it for this list. Um, Andrew, can you just take us through just a couple of basic thoughts on how you build a list? What what is your process for building a list? And and it can be like you could say you know you're for an ITS mission or or however however you go about building lists. What is uh, what is kind of your process? And it could be you know just kind of broad strokes. Yeah. So generally speaking, I tend to come up with templates for lists, general contours of how a list would fit and operate. 
and then I tweak it for missions or tournaments. That's broadly speaking how I tend to operate. So I have like these base templates and I get very familiar with how they operate and the, the tools that are in them. And then I tweak them for the missions that I am going up against. I don't generally make whole cloth new lists for certain missions. I like being very ver well versed with what I'm bringing to the table and that serves me well. Um, on a more specific um, basis, I tend to be thinking about, I, I tend to have roles in my lists. I tend to think about what tools I have access to. I want to be able to answer whatever questions my opponent is putting to me. So I'm always asking, how do I deal with a tag? How do I deal with if they turtle up? How do I deal with midfield skirmishers? How do I deal with a, an assassin? How do I deal with um, hard overwatch uh, MSV? How, like I, want, I run through the full gamut of what I usually will um, see brought by somebody. And I want to make sure I have as I stack as many tools into a list as I can to address those all things, all those things. I tend not to skew hard one direction. I tend to lean into like well-rounded lists. Now, lately I've been doing a little bit more meme -y stuff in locally and, and just having some fun with it. But when it comes to tournament level play, I want a list that's versatile, similar to what this ended up looking like. I, I tend to agree. I think I like to look at the big problems that I'm seeing in the game. Uh, and right now, like the big problem across the table from you is a lot of times tags. I, I thought that we were going to see more of that missile launcher spam because it's, it's pretty fun. And I thought we would see more AD, but those, those kind of just haven't appeared. Uh, so for me, it's, it's been, how do you deal with these monster pieces that have armor and don't care? Uh, so I, that, that's the kind of the problem that I've been working on solving for, for a lot of my lists. Cause a lot of my lists are still dated to N3. Like they, I still play them like they were N3 and there's not a whole lot of changes. Uh, but I've been finding that that doesn't work now because things don't just die anymore. They, right. have, they get saves. Yeah. Uh, you know, for, for better or worse, that should change the way that you're building lists. So you need to think about those things. And I, I liked what you're saying about trying to think about all the different things that you could come across and try to have a solution for. Um, I, I don't know that I would try to have a solution for every single thing. I think that I would, I think that I would just try and have some of the solved problems for some of the, the bigger things that, that really worry me and stuff that, I, that, you know, doesn't worry me quite so much. I don't, I don't necessarily think I have to have a necessarily a hard counter for, and you know, I think you're right. You don't have to have a hard counter. I think it's still wor a worthwhile mental exercise for all our listeners to, as they're pu putting their list together because you start running through scenarios in your head. And even if you don't end up, if you're not able to put something into your list that directly deals with a particular challenge or obstacle, the fact that you've at least thought about it sets you up for not getting flustered when you come up against it in real life. That's a lot of that is is where I've kind of come up with this roll a random mission exercise. Is to me, it's kind of like in in Magic when you're building decks, you play through like the first three turns 
in in just your hand so you see kind of how this how you're going to pull cards and, and see what's going to kind of happen and you can do that over and over again to kind of see like what what your different starting hands are going to be and how you're going to be able to kind of activate your play i think that that that's what this kind of random mission does because i see the mission and i go how would i go about doing this and what is going to stop me from doing this and a lot of times you know it's that you know kamau sniper link or uh like a noctifer would just you know really hurt if it can get line of sight on this because you have to stand there uh just that kind of a thing so i i really like the random mission to 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 make you look at and go well how am i going to get these three classifieds i only have four observers in my army I need to go back and 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 change that. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I think it's a it's a it's an interesting exercise. If 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 not, you know, a, a perfect exercise for your ITS adventures, it's probably better to like just look at the missions that you are going to play. Um, but you know, going through those missions carefully with with the list in front of you and determining like what turn are you going for these things in an in an ideal world, because um, obviously you don't know the opponent that's crossed. Or if if you usually have some trouble with Aleph or something, you're like, well, what am I going to see that's going to really affect me from Aleph, and what am I going to do to deal with that with this list, and, and kind of tinker on your list that way is is how I kind of do it. Um, so I would encourage people to to tinker with your lists with the missions in front of you, and 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 you know, knowing what you may see across the table is always helpful. You don't always get to know what that's going to be, whether table or opponent, but. Um, you know, the more thought exercises, the more practice that you get with your lists, the 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 cleaner your list and the cleaner your play will be. Yeah, for sure. So I was going to ask you guys real quick. You got to look over this um, for like I'll acknowledge. Obviously, can't we've already said you can't fit all the cool stuff into one list. I think the things that I look at in Corregidor that I wish I had in a list would be like. Hellcats, um, some of the really cool um, remotes like the Cyclone or the um, or the Vostok, you know, those are the things that like pop out to me in terms of first order. What I miss, and I actually went and put together another list that was geared towards all that. But for you guys, I'm curious, what are the things that you would want to see in a Corregidor list, if not this one in particular? what would or if you have a suggestion for this list what what would you what would you love to see in it for me uh obviously like if you if you end up pushing this list towards more remotes uh an evo repeater to buff those remotes is useful and that just kind of demands a hellcat at that point mm -hmm. um i think just just the hellcat with the deployable repeater in this list with the with the two hackers you have would be absolutely fantastic to just be able to drop that bad boy anywhere you want even without the evo repeater it gets a plus three already uh so just as a throw this in drop it right here drops the repeater and then your your main pool can just start hacking away mm -hmm. uh if if you have some of those threats like just to stop that tag in its tracks uh before it has a chance to go or you know heavy infantry or or whatever uh, whatever you can do to hack something or, if, you know, ha to have like if they've got a powerful hacker that you want to drop that Trinity on or something. Um, I think that would be a, a, a useful thing. And I think I would take that over Carlotta 
because Carlotta still has to walk to where she's going, and with four orders, she's not getting very far. Yeah. Uh, whereas the the Hellcat literally has to drop and then walk and drop a repeater. Yeah. Uh, admittedly, like I, the boarding shotgun Hellcat, it's also a very fun one because it just spot cleans. Or, uh, or you could just take very both well of them. too, but. Admittedly, yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of like if I dropped one thing and added one thing to yeah. this list, what would yeah. it be? And I think it would be I would figure out how to fit that uh the Hellcat with a deployable repeater. I think it's a 0.5 SWC you'd have to figure out. I I um, got uh half an FWC remaining, yeah. Well then there you go. And I think you'd save a few points on uh on Carlotta. But to me, between like if the intruder has to shoot anything at all and Carlotta has to get on the table there's no orders in that pool for it to do anything. Mm-hmm. And if, if for some idiotic reason on their, on your first turn and you're going first and they take two orders out of that pool, uh, that's an entire pool of not doing anything. Yep. Um, and that has happened to me one game. So I think, I think having the Hellcat with the deployable repeater, even if they take the orders, you can get it down. You can get that, de- de- that repeater dropped uh, and if you have a third or you can potentially even put it in suppressing fire to to keep it around just to activate your hackers earlier. So if there if there is a threat like that, you could nail it. Uh, and then once again, like that then leads me to go. But if you did that, having that missile bot would be really tasty at that point, because yeah. you're just like, oh, I don't like this. Now go away. Yeah. Um, so I, th- I think that might be something I consider the both the intruder and the. Uh, and Carlotta getting switched to a Hellcat and a missile bot. I think it saves you a ton of points. Go look at that second list I sent you. Is that is that more along the lines of that? Yeah, you could just uh, look at that real quick. Okay. Well, I, it's it's hard to, to well, look I, at that in a visual medium like a podcast, but yeah. uh it's it's definitely looks closer. Vertigos, boarding shotguns, Hellcats. Yeah, there it is. Uh slightly different though, not as uh it's more meany. It leans way farther into that than this yeah. list does. Yeah. Well, then that's the interesting thing about I think this list is that you you don't have to lean super hard into it. Uh, it could just be the spot cleaning that you might just it it might just help it out. Where where like you were saying, like the intruder doesn't a lot of times get to go uh, get to go ham on people anymore. Yeah. So that missile bot uh, mm-hmm. might be just the choice to. Uh, to get to get some spot cleaning done if you just don't want to deal with that tag on its way over. Uh that being said, I think you know play the list how how it works for you, but that would be kind of my recommendation. Uh Ian, do you have anything? Oh yeah, I'm I'm going to go big here. Drop the intruder, drop Carlotta, take an iguana and a war core for those points. Ah, look at that. You still get your HMG, but that iguana is fast. It's got a repeat built-in repeater on it, so it helps your hacking network as it moves up. And it's got ECM against hacking, so it's a little more defensible against uh, hacking coming from your opponent. And if they manage to drop it, then the pilot pops out, and he's a uh, two-wound heavy infantry with an HMG that also keeps the tack aware order. So you get another Ooh. order on top of it. And, yeah, it's a war core, but that's still uh, an order you could flip regular with a command token. I like it. I do actually. I like that. That's pretty fun. That repeater on the iguana has always been kind of an odd man out because, well, 
Nomads is a hacking faction, but Corregidor never really was. Mm -hmm. uh, it was kind of like hacking is kind of a secondary thing for Corregidor specifically, you know, back in the day. Uh, but now with Jazz and Valeria's upgrade, that's actually pretty handy to have that just beefy model to go do things that's also protected by hacking uh, with that repeater. So, yeah, that's, that's a very reasonable suggestion there. Plus, like, tags right now, they're very good. The uh, Tags are very good right now. Also, if for some reason you're able to fit a um, evil bot in there somewhere, you can throw fairy dust onto the tag because that's a firewall. It stacks with ECM, so that would promote a minus six on the hacking and minus three points of damage. So you can double up on your hacking defense. I think the repeater, they're just going to have to, they're going to fight through your, you know, your hackers getting them. Oh yeah. Uh, so I don't, I don't know that you need to like triple stack like that, but well, I mean, it's, it's more if you're walking through their repeaters. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. You get, you get that extra defense and it's like, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, so interestingly, like if you did the, the iguana, if you could figure out how to points to get the engineer back, because if you ditch Carlotta, you're losing your engineer. But if you figured out how to get the engineer, there's a very brief window where you could get that objective before it pops. <laughs> uh, not the best, not the best idea. But you know, if you were doing the the highly classified, you could potentially have a very short window to pull that to pull that up. But yeah, uh, I you know take it take it or leave it with those with those hot tips but uh overall uh good list and i'm glad that you uh brought that to share with us um i i like this series myself because i like I, I enjoy talking about building lists and putting lists together and, and we get asked that question a lot like how do you build this list or what would you do with this list to make it better and you know we had tim on talking about it and then we talked about my list before that um <clears throat> i i hope that people are getting some value out of this if you're not let us know so we can do something else because God knows we don't want to continue pumping content into something you don't you don't care about. But if, if this is interesting to you, or if you have if you have some tips on this list uh, that that you're just like wow, they're why are they not seeing this? All it needs is this, and 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 you've got that tip, uh, you know, post that. Um, I, I know I, I take critique fairly harshly, but I think Andrew takes it uh, pretty gently. So uh, feel free to for to you know chime in on the on the discord and and see what you think both about this content about this list and see what uh see we do and then if you have questions on your list feel free to join our discord and and post your list and there's a lot of people talking about lists all day long um a lot of our regulars like uh like greg mitten ninja will uh will definitely give you some feedback on your lists and and we will when we have time so if this is content you enjoy, uh, you know, join up and, and let us know. Uh, and then also we have a Patreon. Don't, don't want to forget that. I'm not doing the whole spiel that everyone else has because I don't have it written in front of me. So, but feel free to join our Patreon. Uh, 100% of what we get in Patreon goes back into the show or back into the community for, the, for Infinity. Um, like we bought ourselves some new mics with it. I don't know what we're going to do next, but we have some, some interesting thoughts. So feel free to join our Patreon. You get early access episodes. You get a special, uh, a special tag in our Discord channel, uh, and we listen to what you say more than the people who are not. So if you want to be listened to, and you want me to care what you're saying, 
feel free to join our Patreon. Uh, with that being said, uh, tonight, I'm going to go first and say this has been Nathan, Ian, and Andrew, and that's the meta.